I have been working on this idea for a long time because it was really compelling to me what happens after the celebration of uh, the empire falling, the revolution successful, and then what happens? Now what? Because if you look throughout history, it's fun at first, but it gets very complicated very quickly. And so the idea of that world of after Return of the Jedi and what would happen and the type of characters that would survive and what it was like until the New Republic took over. Uh, and so you have vestiges of the Empire, you have only the strong surviving, you have chaos taking over in the, in the, in the, uh, in the galaxy, yes. right? Yes. I was the right age, so when I saw the beginning of the first Star Wars film, and the cantina, and the characters, and the smugglers, and the uh, and the underworld. Scum and villainy. The scum and villainy. Yeah. That was, <laughs> to me, that was a very rich environment to tell a story in, in a rich tone. No disintegration. As you wish. And now, Boba Fett, Star Wars villain with his laser rifle. All of this because of one helmeted bounty hunter. Star Wars fans and moof milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 195 of Blast Points is Jason. And this is what's left of Gabe. <laughs> this is your spirit. A <laughs> puddle of goo. Yeah, there is a, a block of me that has been melted down and I'm now a piece of armor on your shoulder, Jason. <laughs> a pauldron. Just calling me pauldron. Okay, so it's Tuesday night. <laughs> I've been up since five in the morning today. <laughs> what what time were you up today, Gabe? Five in the morning too. So I guess technically I got an extra hour of sleep because of the time difference, though. So that's true. Yeah. And I was smart. I went to bed at like ten o'clock last night. I wasn't messing around. It made it made it, it made it come faster. It was like Christmas <laughs> Eve for me. I was like I was like I was eight years old, and I was like oh. 12 31 a.m and it's like i really should go to sleep but i'm just too excited what are people saying mandalorian oh my god what a day in star wars history potentially one of the best what are the one of the greatest days <laughs> so so much today oh who needs christmas now it's no we need we need the rise of skywalker that's just dessert at this point we just got a an all-you-can-eat buffet of Star Wars goodness, and then yeah, we got like some homemade ice cream waiting for us in a couple weeks. <laughs> it's almost—I almost feel like it's—it's it's like you go out and you have a really, really good dinner, and you're like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to eat anything <laughs> for breakfast tomorrow at all." And then you wake up the next morning, and you're like, "I'm really hungry." That—that's going to be like Rise of Skywalker. I feel. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but oh, so. The Mandalorian was released today. As you know, it's Tuesday. We all watched it. We're going to be going through the whole thing, bit by crazy bit of it. <laughs> but before we get into The Mandalorian, we got to talk about some of the other Star Wars madness that was happening on Disney Plus today. It came, it came out of nowhere, took us by surprise. It's, uh, it's pure Star Wars magic. Yeah, we knew we were getting Star Wars films on Disney+. Plus. That was exciting. Then we found out we're getting 4K HDR, super high-tech, up 
resed versions of the original movies. Okay, that's cool. And then at some point in the morning, we realized, wait a second, what's the heck is going on with McClunky? <laughs> in, in true Star Wars release, this is a true, true Star Wars release. Something is different in the movies, which we thought, what, Disney bought Star Wars, what, seven years ago now or something ridiculous like that? And the wonderful... Incredible George Lucas left left us a gift in there. The gift of another edit to the Greedo Han fight that has just pushed it over the edge into just completely insane outrageousness. <laughs> so the, the word is with supposedly Pablo Hidalgo said to the two people that still follow him or he's still allowed to follow him on Twitter. What we're seeing on Disney Plus is the 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 uprezzed 4K whatever version that was prepared for the eventual 3D release that never happened of A New Hope. And that's what we're seeing. And McClunky is, like he said, the, the <laughs> George Lucas speaking to us from the cosmic force. Here. <laughs> it's like everyone was surprised that somehow Palpatine was back from the dead. Well, George Lucas, even though he's alive, was somehow back from the dead and is still tweaking these movies. <laughs> it's so beautiful, too, because it's like it's something so freaking weird that it only it had to be George Lucas. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> it's still Messing around with the Han Greedo fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so if you haven't watched it already, go get, turn on your Disney Plus. Go pull up the cantina. Watch the Han Greedo scene. And yeah, be, they shoot at the same time, which who cares? I don't care. But before Greedo dies, there's another close-up of Greedo's face. <laughs> a huge, a huge zoomed-in close-up. Like the biggest shot of his face ever in any of the movies like it's it's like the pan and scan version of his face it's so <laughs> huge and his mouth wiggles and his voice says McGunky. <laughs> it's not it's not even greedo's voice it's like they just found somebody just in the hallway maybe lucas said it he's like just get him get me a microphone i'm gonna do it one take i'm gonna do it <laughs> they, they call me one take george here we go roll tape McClunky. That's basically that's what it sounds like. You got like Ucha Gota Solo McClunky. It's the oh, it's like I had a huge smile on my face all day just for Mandalorian goodness. And when I finally, because I thought people were joking, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then when yeah, when finally realized it was real and I watched it, it was like my face. I think my cheeks ripped because <laughs> I, my huge smile got so big and I still can't get over. It. It's just. It's like I kept thinking about it's like in in Return of the Jedi when uh, Han and Leia are at the at the door and Han sees that Leia has the blaster and he's like so happy and he's like, I love you. That's how I felt about George Lucas today after I saw McClunky. <laughs> like, I knew I loved you, but I didn't know I loved you that much. I hope McClunky is the forever version now. I mean, it has to be, right? This is the definitive final version. And this is like, I was trying to do the quick math in my head, and I think this is like Star Wars Special Edition number 14 or something now, 13, 14. Who knew that the Disney Plus release would be a true Star Wars home video release? Keeping the tradition alive. Is anything else different? Yeah, I mean, I haven't had the time. It's only been out for one day. I haven't been able to go through the movies like super up close, but Empire and Jedi, I mean, could things be different in there too? Maybe. People were saying the colors were different, maybe. I don't know. I haven't had time to check. I got to get the Blu-rays out and, and do some comparisons, but what uh, I... You know, then that's the funny thing. This makes some people really mad. Some people hate this stuff, <laughs> but we've said over and over again, this is what we live for. <laughs> The Mandalorian, I, I opened my present under the tree and then wait, what's that in the corner behind the behind the couch? There's another present <laughs> <laughs> inside oh. is Greedo's head and his mouth is wiggling and it says McClunky. McClunky. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If if you told me that I'm I died last night and I've just been drifting through heaven, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> <laughs> because there's just been too, too much. This day's been too much of, Gabe, this is just for you. 
This is for you. We heard you might like this game. As we go into this episode further, yeah, there's some, well, there's some, some moments today that were like, well, how about that? <laughs> we, we, we heard you guys like some Star Wars. <laughs> the other thing that is pretty cool uh, is all the Star Wars movies have a handful of deleted scenes. Like we noticed early on, the Attack of the Clones does not have the Nakatula sweetheart scene, which is a bummer, but maybe it'll come later. But on Return of the Jedi, I think the first deleted scene when you go in the extras part is the world famous Granny Squadron. The grandma, I think she's a, <laughs> is she an A-wing pilot? Or? Oh, A or B-wing. Gray Squadron, the grandma rebel pilot. If you, you might have heard us talk about it before, but if you've never watched it, pull up your Disney Plus, get the extras out on Return of the Jedi, and watch the beauty of Granny Squadron. It's it's only a couple clicks away. But that that is going to be the beauty of Disney Plus once they get all the stuff kind of rolled out, that if they get all the special features and stuff in there, it's like even closer if you want to, if you just get the, you get the need to watch Puppets to Pixels or something, two clicks and it's there instead of having to dig out the discs roam around on the wasteland of YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah. It's your left power supply. It's my left power supply. Got it. Got it. Red six, squad of fighters has broken through. Six squad fighters have broken through. We're starting our attack run on the main power tree. Repeat it, I didn't hear. We're starting our attack run on the main power tree. We're starting our track run on the main power tree. Okay, so let's get on to The Mandalorian. Before we start getting into the nitty-gritty, <laughs> Gabe, what's your what's your overall thing? We have episode 1 of The Mandalorian, first of what? I think 10, 8. 8 episodes, first of 8. eight. Okay. How are you feeling? Oh man, I it was everything I wanted it to be. It had creatures, it had droids, it has gratuitous shots of spaceships taking off and landing. It's got people looking through space binoculars. It's got wipes, puppets, CG stuff. It's got it all. And I was thinking it, it almost, what's cool is it's like, I feel like they made it for kids who were maybe like little kids when they watched Rebels. And now they're like 12 and they like want something tough. <laughs> so it's just like a little bit more violent and grown up than rebels but it's still super goofy and it's star wars through and through i was right away into it because i was you know you go in well what's this going to be like this is star wars live action television unless you count the holiday special which we never really had that before like serialized star wars television long form storytelling and it was like this first episode in my opinion nailed it because yeah like you were saying it was goofy as hell like there's a guy in a boba fett helmet learning how to ride this little booger horse <laughs> for a long time while nick nolte as a small pig man like tries to encourage him and then there's a whole beautiful montage of nick nolte little pig man and guy in a helmet riding these booger horses it doesn't get more star wars than that like <laughs> it, it was like equal parts like super corny goofy star wars and super like star wars trying to be cool and like badass and stuff and <laughs> but it was like it was like your older brother badass where it wasn't like real badass it was like i'm 14 and i'm a badass kind of like it had that perfect like it was for tough kids not like tough adults it was yeah it was <laughs> it was star wars kind of badass which is still through the filter of george lucas his urban interpretation of <laughs> A real tough dude. It was silly. It was goofy. And it was just, I, I don't know. It was just Star Wars. And I, I loved it because it's, we're going to get into it. And because it's like in the beginning, it's like the mythology wasn't as big of a deal in it. And it was just kind of like, this is how you tell this kind of Star Wars story. Not that Rogue One or Solo didn't do it, but it's like, something felt very, very right with this. Yeah, it was, it's the perfect blend to me between the live action films and all the animated stuff before it like all of the stuff Filoni was involved in but even if you you know I could even see like dro some droids 
cartoon in it a little bit. Like it was like the perfect mix of all the different types of Star Wars content all kind of mixed together in this long form TV show thing. <laughs> like if what's his name? The comedy droid shows up at some point, it wouldn't seem out of place at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. If Lindy suddenly came by in a floating skiff or something, I'm Lindy. Want to hear a joke? Yeah. No, I mean, we were almost there with this. I guess while we're still going on overall impressions too, I think uh, the soundtrack, the music ended up being perfect too. Like I liked that it was kind of carrying over kind of the feel of the stuff that uh, was it Kevin Keener. How do you say his name? Keiner? Kind Keiner. Yeah. Did with, with Clone Wars and Rebels. And then it also kind of mixes that in with, you know, kind of your John Williamsy stuff, but a lot of his when the horns would kick in and stuff too, almost had like a Basil Polidorus, like Robocop Conan music kind of vibe too, or mixed with like, you know, 70s cop show music or something. Like it was just the music was like the same sort of mix kind of that the visuals borrow from. Yeah. Ludwig Gorenson is the name of the guy. And I was happy. Did you see that uh the score popped up today on Spotify and Apple Music, so it looks like if they keep that going, maybe every episode after the episode airs, there'll be a little score up on uh, some of the streaming music sites. I hope so. I was playing the last track, The Mandalorian, like on repeat all day today. <laughs> I was uh, shoveling my driveway because we got so much snow here in Michigan, and I had uh, my earbuds in listening to uh, yeah the last track. I could ride the, the mythosaur while I was shoveling snow. <laughs> you were shoveling like a mythosaur? Yeah. <laughs> did you put your your shovel on your back? You, <laughs> you were shoveling the gri- uh, driveway with a with a fork. I broke off the end of the shovel and put it on my shoulder. A new pauldron. The clan, Jason from the clan Shovelhead. Well, before we get in to the details of the episode, let's talk about the big shocker. And okay, right now, if for some weird reason you're listening to this and you haven't watched the episode yet, you're crazy. But <laughs> stop listening right now. Yeah. They teased a, a, a big spoiler. There was going to be something to shake up the Star Wars universe. And I guess it kind of did. At the end, who did we see? None other than a Yoda baby. A y- so, okay, <laughs> let's back up here. I think we talked about it in our QVC episode, but I can't remember. But it's, we got to talk about it again here. And, and this is downright weird. And it didn't even hit me until like this morning when we were texting each other back and forth, <laughs> where I was like, oh my God, that's right. So back on when, when Star Wars had QVC specials, right? And it was uh, Steve Sansweet, and I can't remember the QVC guy's host. The, his name. He was the other Steve. Steve something else. Yeah, he was amazing. He's a big fan. One of the best things about the Star Wars QVC specials was they would take phone calls, live phone calls in from fans that were ordering the, the Star Wars film strip suspender sets and the framed lithographs of Mark Hamill's head and stuff. And the, these phone calls from fans were some of the best parts. Eventually, we'll do a QVC part two episode. We mean to do it for a long time. But one of the best phone calls on the QVC specials was a woman that called in and she was telling the two Steves, Steve Sansui and the host, that recently her sister gave birth to a baby and she went to the hospital to see her niece or nephew born. And she said, I went to go visit my sister. My sister had a little Yoda baby. (laughs) It was just the most beautiful little Yoda baby. I told her, I said, it looked like you had a Yoda baby. And she kept saying it over and over again. And we were sitting in our apartment in Grand Rapids just dying laughing. And we've been talking. And it's true. We've been talking about Yoda baby for 25 years, probably. I think so. So, yeah. So it was like, wait a second. How how are you coming true finally, Yoda baby? <laughs> now, Yoda baby is canon. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. Well, and to make it even crazier, if if you've heard the show before, you've heard me talk about when the Attack of the Clones 
came out on DVD on November 12th in 2002, they had my all-time favorite Star Wars commercial of Huda Man, Yoda Man. On November 12th, Huda Man, Yoda Man. And sure enough, today on November 12th, Huda Man, Yoda Man, baby. <laughs> it's like they were, they were, the clues were there all this time that November 12th was all about Yoda baby. Huda baby, Yoda baby. <laughs> Mandalorian found a little Yoda baby. Oh, it's incredible. Dreams really do come true. It, it was, it was like the ghost of Dave Filoni came into our living room through the force. Snoke made a connection and he was like, I bet you're not going to believe what's going to come next. <laughs> I, I was seriously thinking, like, Filoni was at Celebration 3, just hanging out as a fan dressed as Plo Koon. Was he, like, eating pizza next to us one time and he heard us, like, going on and on about Yoda Baby and laughing hysterically? I don't know. He's like, man, those, those goofballs are suckers for a Yoda Baby. <laughs> I was at Celebration 3, and there's these two giant six-foot guys. I thought they were crying, but they were just laughing about a Yoda baby. So we'll get back to Yoda baby, because there's a lot to talk about for real, like for real, for real, for real with Yoda baby. But let's start start at the beginning of The Mandalorian, Episode 1. I guess now that we're kind of used to this stuff, there wasn't too much speculation about, well, is there going to be a crawl? How's it going to start? Well... It just starts <laughs> with, with nothing. No beep, no fanfare. Just it goes right into the show. There's that really cool Star Wars thing with the helmets and masks and BB-8 head and stuff. Yeah, I think it's a warning for people on Disney Plus <laughs> that, that accidentally venture into the wrong section. <laughs> so they know, just beware, this is Star Wars. You might see someone punching a lizard in the face. We don't want you to be surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody might see that and be like, oh, oh no, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for some Kim Possible cartoons. I'm not ready for. True. But after that, yeah, we're like, we're just kind of right in. There's the Mandalorian. It's cold. He's walking around. He goes into a spooky bar. There's like a space human from space, Fast and Furious, roughing up some guy. <laughs> so that guy is Tate Fletcher. Former MMA fighter. Okay, perfect. And he, I love that that big beard guy, tough guy, gets to say, hey, Mando, but it's like, a chuta Mando. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And he gets to talk about how fresh his glands are and his sweet musk. <laughs> just like, John, John Favreau is just going nuts with this stuff. It's like the goofiest John Favreau I've ever heard. He got all goofed up. He was eating like some sliders and some pizza from his cooking show. Lucas showed up with a six pack of Coke and a case of Hershey bars. And he was like, you got to eat this stuff. Gives her the power that you, that you see into my world. McClunky. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so we, we're in the bar, there's crazy aliens, the Mando's got to take care of business, beats some dudes up, he cuts a guy in half, he uses his grappling hook. He get Fishman, is, his name is Mithral, and he is played by former Saturday Night Live cast member Horatio Sands. Yeah, he was great. That was not at all what I was expecting, and once I kind of got into it, I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> to kind of lull you into this this new part of the universe here with some not very smooth talking criminal here trying to buy his way out of everything talking about all of his bodily functions his weird alien bodily functions before they get onto the razor crest though they're walking across the the snow desert uh they need to get a transport to the razor crest which the mandalorian ship and let's let's just talk about this scene yeah well again like the last jedi all of a sudden, a force link is made, and John Favreau and Dave Filoni are in my living room, and they're like, "Hey, Gabe, I heard you like Prometheus and Alien Covenant." <laughs> yes, you're gonna love this. <laughs> it was it was a one-two punch because I was like, "Oh my god, it's a Gurindian dude! I love that dude!" And then 
oh my god, Gorindian dude is playing a flute. <laughs> and he's playing the flute to summon a spaceship. <laughs> Like I almost had to stop, press pause on Disney Plus if I wasn't if I was like, but I was like I don't want to miss a second. But in my head, I was like, you need to pause right now and just like go put your face in the snow outside. Yeah. It's like wait a second, Grindian. Wait, he's got a flute. Wait, why is he summoning a spaceship with a flute? Wait, I've seen that before. And he just jams that flute right up in his Grindian nose. Oh. We're we're in heaven. This is what it's like. We're dead. We're we're floating to the balls of light <laughs> through space and time. Follow the follow the light, Yoda baby. It will be your guide. Uh, all of our dreams have been made flesh. <laughs> oh yeah, and then a, and then you're you're riding the flute wave, and what do we get? We get a a land speeder with a cute little droid driving it, and the, yeah, Man Mandalorian's like no droids. Yeah, which. Is that because he his parents were killed by droids in the Clone Wars? Maybe I I would I think so. He's got a thing against droids, maybe. But he's he's kind of chummy with IG Eleven later, which we'll get into. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> another another toot of the flute, and then uh, the the the, 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 uh, the next car comes and pieces are falling off of it, and there's the, just some bearded, rough looking dude driving his uh, snow speeder. That's Brian Posen, comedian, metal fan. I think he was on Big Bang Theory. He was on Mr. Show. That's Brian Posen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as a a space taxi driver. Well, he was great. I think just like the rest of the show, it's like you're kind of trying to get your bearings and figure out, okay, what's going on? This is crazy. I just saw a Grindian play a flute, and they're, they're out in the snow, and it's like, wait, is this... Ice? Wait, what are they talking about? What are they looking for? And then it's like right away they're going to get in the ship and a giant walrus lizard shows up and, and eats eats that guy and tries to eat their spaceship. Well, the Mando's got to go get his electro fork out and shock the ice whale monster creature lizard thing. Again, it's like this is some Star Wars right here. It's we're like five minutes into the show, and we've already seen a Quarren dude get cut in half, a blue fish man, <laughs> an ice monster, two different land speeders show up. I would just be happy if the whole show was just the two land speeders showing up. Like, man, that was the coolest show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till the next episode. <laughs> we'll get four land speeders. I'll be happy with three. Yeah, because now we're in space. And what's the blue guy's name? Mythar. Yeah. Is just talking about space toilets. <laughs> just small talk like this pre Empire, right? Yeah, I heard you guys never take your helmets off. And then I got to go use the space toilet, which it's got a new name. They didn't use Refresher. I can't remember what he called it, but it was great. And then. They show it. He goes down into the bottom of the ship and he says he's molting and it's going to be really gross. And, <laughs> and there's the Mandalorian space toilet, which is which is chrome and matches his helmet, I think. <laughs> that's that's why he ran out of Beskar steel. He made a helmet and a toilet for his ship. Well, you know. King's got to have his throne. And it doesn't have a door. I noticed that too. Oh. No. No, that's the real reason he puts everyone in carbonite. It's, <laughs> it's, it's courtesy carbonite. You don't want to see me pee. <laughs> you don't want to see this. Well, and then uh, our, our bluefish man uh, makes a wonderful reference to Life Day. In case you weren't having fun already, we're getting holiday special shout outs. He gets then put in carbonite. And then we've. I was thinking of you during this because we have a couple great shots of ships landing and people walking out of ships. Yes. Well, in the, the I think the first shot, maybe after, I think that's when, is that when the logo comes up or does the logo come up before the, they're inside the ship? Yeah, I think before. Whatever, when they're landing on whatever the Bounty Hunter Guild planet is, there's a really cool shot like over his shoulder where you can see him flying into the city through the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that stuff. And then did you notice in the bar that there's, Potentially Constable Zuvio's cousin is there sitting at the bar. I feel like he's got some kind of like visor on or something that's like 
not totally Zuvio, but maybe it's Zuvio because you know we're it's a long time before Force Awakens, so it could be Young Zuvio. Oh yeah, maybe maybe we'll run across Young Zuvio. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him at this point. There's a Rodian in there. There's like the the bug antenna head uh, member of Enfys Nest's army from Solo. There's like that same mask in there. It's a greatest hits in that bar. And then we get introduced to how do you make Carl Weathers cooler than being Carl Weathers? You name him Grief. And they're just sitting at a table talking some business. Just chilling. He's got a bunch of credits. He runs out of like imperial, old imperial credits. And then he's like, well, uh, I've got these calamari credits. So he's like calamari flogs or whatever. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I asked my work today if they could pay me in those. And they didn't know what I was talking about. So. Yeah, he gives him the job and stuff. It was cool, too, because like I haven't really watched a lot of this footage since we were at Celebration Chicago. It was cool seeing it again, and it was cool seeing it and kind of knowing what was going on. Yeah, well, it was neat seeing, too, like how much of what we saw at Celebration was actually, yeah, the first episode. And at the time, we didn't realize that was the that was Filoni's live-action debut footage that we saw. So it was cool. It was cool to see that section right there with him walking around the town and the, the sad little salacious crumb aliens in the cage. He's so sad. He goes and he, he talks to the eyeball droid and then he goes in for the big story establishing meeting with old Imperial medallion Werner Herzog. Yeah. And the show was visually outrageous up to this point and now we get a little break of some audio outrageousness of just listening to Werner Herzog say Star Wars things. <laughs> he said you were the best in the parsec. Very, he said you were very expensive. Please sit. <laughs> and it's just him saying parsec, parsec. Just eating it up. Eating up every single word. I never thought about when we were at Celebration too. the fact that the guy, the glasses guy that comes out is an Imperial scientist doctor. I mean, he's wearing like the Imperial scientist Rogue One outfit. We talked about that at Celebration, but now I feel like a dum-dum because I was just like, because they give him the mission. It's a 50-year-old target thereafter. And I remember after that, we were just like, what does that mean? Who could it be? But I never put it together that like the Empire's after it and there's an Imperial scientist after it. So it's some kind of like medical bizarreness that they're after right it's like some sort of science thing some sort of yeah experiment or something right (laughs) it's the the guys who took care of the zillow beast somewhere or like that whole department and this the imperial scientist guy wants it alive which i think when we were at celebration we were hearing all this it was so much to take in because it was yeah like we've said a million times it's werner herzog like the fob you get a tracker and you only, I can only give you four digits. I, 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 like, I think he said fob six times. I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, and I still am immediately hypnotized by that medallion. I want that golden imperial medallion. What are they going to make? Are they going to make one? Oh. Can I have one? Can they make one that's chocolate that I can just wear for a week and then open it up and eat it? Oh, it's such a good look. Please, please, please. Can we get a Black Series of Werner Herzog? Please. Hot toys. Do I need to write a letter? Who do I need to call? And I, I love too the dirty stormtroopers. They're so dirty. Oh yeah, they're filthy, and it's like you can kind of tell they're the stormtroopers that happen to be good enough to stay alive this long. Like they're a little bit better than normal stormtroopers, maybe just because they're still alive. And I love to when the Mandalorian is walking out, and Werner Herzog is like, "Good to restore." The natural order of things after a period of such disarray. Don't you agree? And it's like, if you think he's talking about Yoda baby, good to restore the natural order of things after a period of such disarray. Well, we're talking about like the rise of the rebellion, the forming. Now what's happening, like the new Republic is forming. Mon Mothma is like in charge. Whatever the Yoda baby is, if Herzog is like, I want this thing dead. I mean, he's he's talking about like the 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 best star steel and stuff too. Like, yeah, you're a Mandalorian, you should get this. That's a natural order. But you get the sense too that he's also talking about killing this Yoda baby. 
or or harvesting whatever they want from it if they want to use for whatever evil purposes i mean it's it's great too that it's like all the animated stuff so far has had force babies as an episode and now in the feloni tradition we have potentially with yoda baby is it another little force baby and do they want it because it's has the force or do they just want it because it's cute <laughs> i don't know because that'll be that'll be interesting to see if they because they're coming from like rogue one such a nothing about Jedi and force perspective, if they're going to tie that in with some of these other characters kind of indirectly. It could just be a random, whatever species Yoda is baby, but why would the empire want it so bad? If it was just some random Yoda species or, I mean, all we've seen is Yoda and Yaddle is every person of their species, like force sensitive and I just can't believe it because it's like always the rule has been like we've always heard like you'll never know the secret of Yoda. And it's like, wow, we're really going there, aren't we? Huh? What was making me think back when the spinoff movie rumors were wild and young and everything was going to happen. And there was the talk of some sort of Yoda backstory movie and made me wonder if any of that, if there was actually some at least thoughts and direction and concepting of what could that be and if any of that is going to tie into the backstory of this yoda baby and i couldn't help thinking usually i can't stand clone theories because <laughs> it's you know like ray is a clone of obi-wan kenobi usually it makes no sense you know that that's why in the in the cave in the last jedi there's all it's all the rays clicking their fingers no that's ridiculous but if we're going 50 years before the mandalorian that's just right around the Phantom Menace. Oh, uh, yeah. Yoda's been dead for like five years at this point. Six years, something around there. If in some way, shape, or form, the Caminos had DNA of Yoda, I don't understand how that ever could have happened. But maybe? Is this a clone of Yoda? That's kind of insane, and it's probably not what it is, but maybe... Or it could be Yaddle's baby. It could be Yaddle's baby. It really could be Yaddle's baby. <laughs> it's one of those things you think about, like, well, that would be ridiculous. Why would they? They wouldn't really have Yaddle show up in this show. And even if it wasn't Yaddle, wasn't the mom, if they just go to, like, the Yoda planet and Yaddle's there hanging out. Like, that sounds ridiculous. But I don't know anymore <laughs> what sounds ridiculous. What does that mean? What does that word mean ridiculous anymore? We <laughs> Yeah. That's, yeah. We saw a Gurindian alien play a flute just <laughs> just ten minutes before or twenty minutes before this. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! Ready for anything? Ready for anything? Yeah. Back to the episode. Mandalorian. He goes after that. After he talks to Werner Herzog, he goes into the secret Mandalorian hideout, and we've got the Mandalorian blacksmith who is played by actress Emily Swallow. Yes, but don't forget before that because. We kind of were tipped off that, oh, there's this Mandalorian blacksmith in the teasers, but we didn't know there was this Mandalorian community living in this underground thing. And there were multiple Mandalorians hanging out, including little Mandalorian children who may be wearing little Mandalorian kid helmets. Yeah, I think I can't. It's hard to tell. Yeah. yeah. So just that was, you know, in a episode full of surprises, there was a big surprise right there. Yeah, when when he goes down into that Mandalorian hideout, I was like, "Oh, what, what's happening here?" Yeah, he's like, "Wait, there's a, there's one standing by the door. What's going on?" She's like talking about like the Great Purge. What the heck does that mean? And like the clan, and what's up with her helmet? Yeah, that sure looks like Darth Maul's Mando buddy's helmets. So. Is the Maul clan still a clan all these years later? And they're still putting horns on their helmets? Because the only time we saw right Mandalorians with those horns on the helmets was in Clone Wars. And it was like the, the Maul followers on, Mandalori- on Mandalore. Yeah. And around this time, I just started thinking, like, God, this is like, we're in like live action Clone Wars at this point. And it's like, man, Duchess Satine was real. She was a real person. She wasn't just a cartoon. 
It's, it was all real. It all happened. Yeah, if they do a flashback to Duchess Satine, they'll just have Nicole Kidman play her. <laughs> but wasn't your theory that Moulin Rouge was actually Obi-Wan's dream? I still really like that theory. No, it was, it was his adventures between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones that he went to the musical planet and fell in love. And I think the Clone Wars crew thought the same thing because they named her Satine. <laughs> I hope so. so. So we get some little Clone Wars flashbacks. We don't see the super battle droids in there. At least I couldn't see them. But then, yeah, Mandalorian gets his his shoulder pauldron thing. It's very dramatic. It's a very big deal. We well, we learn about the foundlings. He's he was once a foundling. So much drama in that one scene. It's great. The, then the Mandalorian goes to another planet. And don't forget, this is when you're like, I was in the Star Wars zone because they whipped that awesome circle wipe between blacksmith room. And then they cut to the Mandalorian in a ship and it's like where the circle scrolls up wipe. I'm still, don't worry, I'm still in Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) You catch your breath there. Get a great shot of the Mandalorian walking out of his ship. And the first thing we see are blurgs straight out of Battle for Endor. The Blurgs. And what's cool with the Blurgs, too, is the way they, like, they animated the Blurgs. They kind of have, like, if you go back and watch Battle for Endor, the Blurgs have a very kind of stop-motion, herky-jerky kind of bounce to them, which is really cool. But it was total, like, Phil Tippett maybe did it, I don't know, stop-motion. And the the Blurgs in The Mandalorian kind of move that same way. Yeah. They look like blurgs. Well, they're like a good mix between the the Ewok blurgs and the Rebels blurgs. The best of both blurgs. Yeah. (laughs) Just when you're recovering from all the blurg fun, out comes Nick Nolte. Ugnot Nick Nolte riding a blurg. (laughs) And don't forget, before you get to see Nick Nolte show up, you get to see the Mandalorian punching a blurg right into the (laughs) eyeball. Like full on big screen, he's punching a blurg in the eye, which was kind of a symbolic of how my eyes felt at that point. This show has been punching me directly in the eyeball for the past 20 minutes. Nick Nolte as the Ugnaught, who I still don't know how to pronounce his name, but cool, cool, cool. It's, it's got to be cool. Yeah. What else are you going to call him? Man, that dude is cool. He really is cool. It's a beautiful thing. It's a little person with a rubber mask that moves and talks. And it's like what dreams are made of. And Nick Nolte's voice comes out and it's just, it's perfect. I, but it's like Nick Nolte's eyes too. Eyes, honestly, I don't know how they did it. It's, it's some kind of trickery that we're seeing there. And I don't know what's going on, but it's an ugnaught. With Nick Nolte Ognot riding a blurg. If someone would have told us this before the Disney sale, <laughs> through this Disney sale, we're going to get a Star Wars TV show finally, and it's going to be a Nick Nolte Ognot riding a blurg from the Battle for Endor. No, we never would have believed it. I would have said, why are you, don't, don't lie about things like this. Yeah, I don't want to be your friend anymore because it hurts too much. <laughs> what you're doing is cruel. <sighs> yeah. But it's real. It's real. It's like Rob Coleman. It's real, real, real. You get to hear the Mandalorian say the words, I don't know how to ride Blurg. <laughs> <laughs> you get the line about the riding the Mythosaur and a very long segment, not that long, but maybe not even long enough of the Mandalorian pulling a crocodile Dundee to try and calm down the Blurg. Yes. And did you notice, too, when he's trying to calm down the blur, he says like three times, settle down, which going back to the holiday special, when Boba Fett whips the pink dinosaur with his electro fork, settle down. Oh, man, you're right. Is it a reference? Maybe, maybe uh, not. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah probably, maybe. When you're dealing with Filoni. And Favreau. Favreau's the holiday special fan there. Yeah, they're probably both Dundee fans. You know they're Crocodile Dundee fans. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. I'm sure. The end of The Mandalorian is going to be him walking across the subway on top of people to get to Cara Dune. I, I, I really hope so. And it's going to be a bunch of like Rodians and Rigis. She says she loves you. 
You called it. <laughs> Dundee. It's going to go back to Dundee. Crocodile Dundee one. Not two. One. Not, not like Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. No, no. One. Star Wars TV. Okay. Just when you think it can't get any better, we get the cool and Mandalorian team up where they're jumping over holes in rocks. We get the first, I think, big score section where the horns come in and play the Mando theme while they're climbing over rocks, riding a blurg. Star Wars. It's all Star Wars. There should have just been a choir of people during this part going like, Star Wars! <laughs> we heard you like Star Wars! Can you handle this much Star Wars? <laughs> it's right in front of your face! <laughs> There's another episode on Friday! <laughs> Make sure you rest! Mandalorian's looking down at the town. He's got binoculars and he sees IG-11. Oh, I thought I was going to love IG-11. And I was right. Yeah. He shows up all business talking about the, the, what the bounty code section paragraph, whatever droid talking droid stuff. Then he just starts shooting people. Did they have, I was trying to remember, did they have the IG droids in clone wars ever fight? Because the way he moves is like the thing. It was like dreams come become real. Just the way they had him move and shoot and turn and everything about him. My notes, when I wrote, when I, when I was watching the show, taking notes, I wrote IG-11, IG I underlined it three times, and then I wrote, dreams come true. <laughs> because all our lives, we've looked at IG-88 and wondered, how does that thing move? We've seen it in some, some animated stuff. But it, yeah, it's like Favreau and Filoni, hardwired into our brains, <laughs> and like when you have the flu and you're laying in bed sweating with a fever and somebody asks you, how does IG-88 move? That's how he would, you know, he'd swivel his hips around and his, I see like, okay. So I always <sighs> swore that those two little tubes on his head were his eye socket things. And you were right. And I was right. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> It's like, I knew it since I was four years old. His, the way his arms move and he twists and his legs spin and his head spins and his voice is perfect. And he keeps trying to self-destruct, which is great. It was whole, It was so good. He's got like a thermal detonator in his chest that he keeps popping out over and over again. Beginning self-destruct. It was so good. I'm pretty sure he's not dead mm. because I don't think they would be that cruel to us to put him on t-shirts and make a toy if he's only in the first episode well, could be do you think the mandalorian repairs him and takes him with him do you think he's not dead because he makes a point of saying that his central wiring harness wasn't damaged and he got shot in the head and maybe his central wiring harness is in his chest or because he's a droid do just new ig11 droids keep showing up each episode and it's just a different version because, you know, the guild might have a whole squad of them. Oh. I don't know. That's been going all of that's just been running through my head all day. Because <laughs> he's got to be back. I, he's got to. They're not that cruel. They're not going to make you fall in love with IG-11 and kill him. I'm all for any of those theories. That all sounds great to me. I want to see him again. I loved him too much. Yeah, and if his mission is to destroy the asset in quotes yeah could be interesting could keep showing up and real quick i have to give a shout out to all the henchmen they're fighting because there's a couple of the guys who kept yelling bully 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 <laughs> bunch of nicktoes wearing hoodies i was i was like oh it's a bunch of nicktoes and hoodies because i i watched it i watched it once on the train with headphones and then i just listened to the episode in headphones at work while i was working and in that part you just like two or three times you just hear bully 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 this is is the best better see some nicktoes and hoodies at celebration anaheim cosplayers get working get working on it and the mandalorian just floating around on a giant floating machine gun yeah just it's why why not it was like rambo four <laughs> it really was it really really was you're like i know you're tired now from mandalorian punching you repeatedly in the eye but we're gonna throw some rambo four gun turret action in here uh, yeah and then okay so they go 
into the building thing. They find this little egg, and there's the Yoda, there's the Yoda baby. Yeah. So what's funny is even though there had been rumors and we even talked about how there was maybe going to be a kid or a baby, at that moment I had totally forgotten about that. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a baby. And then for a second I was like, oh, it's going to be another baby hut. <laughs> I was convinced. I was like, it's going to be stinky. They're bringing live action stinky. And then I saw the ears and then swear words came out of my mouth at five in the morning and it was the Yoda baby. Is that a puppet? No, I think it's CG. Really? I can't tell. And that's the beautiful thing. I can't tell because when I first watched it, I thought it was CG. And then I was like, Looking at it again, like second and third times I watched it, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's a puppet. Yeah, see, I was convinced it was CG, and now you're saying that it's making me second guess myself. So I have to go watch it again because I was thinking, well, it's funny that we finally get a baby Yoda, and they didn't make it a puppet. But I think you can't make a puppet. Well, I'm trying. I'm thinking about Twilight here. Was it the puppet <laughs> Renesmee cuter or the CG Renesmee? I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm a hundred percent with puppet Renesmee. <laughs> I'm I'm. I'm <laughs> on my deathbed puppet renesme my last words <laughs> that's i think i'm i'm team cg renesme <laughs> well you know i got you know it's like puppet yoda and cg yoda i i can understand both you know i cg renesme is an amazing miracle of science and so is puppet renesme yeah, though they're both they're both weird in their own beautiful ways yeah absolutely yeah, but, oh, Yoda baby. What does it mean? What does it mean, Yoda baby? Oh, Favreau, Filoni, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it, we've got, what, three days until Friday. What do we think next episode is going to be? Is Cool going to be back? Is IG-11 going to be back? Do we finally meet Cara Dune? Well, you know what's funny? I, I would bet on next episode we're going to meet Cara Dune. We might start to meet uh, the the Breaking Bad guy, the Imperial guy. I can't think of his name with his squad of death troopers. I cannot think of his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Yes. yes. He, he could start to come in, but what's I was thinking about it is like in all the stuff we've seen from other episodes, which we've seen a bunch of stuff, like – bits and trailers and stuff of like the Mandalorian, like walking through the town with the stormtrooper heads on the spikes and stuff. Where's the baby? Do you think he gives the baby to cool for safekeeping? Oh, are we going to see Ugnot Nick Nolte holding a Yoda baby? Because <sighs> I think there's at least footage in the other trailers of cool in the razor claw, isn't there? I think so. Yeah. Well, there's the there's the thing with cool putting his arm around or tapping Mandalorian like on the shoulder and stuff. Yeah, yeah they're buddies. So that's again like with IG Eleven. I don't. I feel like they're not introducing these people just for them to go away. So he's got to put the baby somewhere. Yeah. Maybe we're maybe cool's going to watch the baby. <sighs> Babysitter cool. He's going to be like the cool uncle. That's the great thing at this point. It's like Rise of Skywalker. Who knows? I don't know what to expect. We got a bunch of episodes left, and I don't know where it's going to go. It's going to be crazy. And I have to say, it's kind of nice. I don't think my brain's even going to have time to even think about Rise of Skywalker till Rise of Skywalker comes out now. Because I'm, I, I got you know, I got at least forty eight hours recovery <laughs> period from Mandalorian fever here before. I even think about the rest of the day, the rest of the world. When we start getting Rise of Skywalker TV spots and we start seeing like more footage and stuff, and we're having weekly Mandalorian episodes, just bury me in the ground. Do you think we're going to get trailers for each episode? Because I didn't think they would show a clip from the show Monday night, <laughs> and they did. Like Thursday night, are we going to get a teaser for Friday? Anything goes. <laughs> Willie Scott's going to come out and start singing. Yeah, we're. We're lost in the unknown regions with Snoke right now. What's going on? It's really too bad no one likes this Star Wars nonsense. Uh, it was good while it lasted. Now it's just going away. <laughs> the Disney era, not my era. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. McClunky. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then, if, as if it wasn't enough, yes, there's McClunky. It was a very, very special day. It was to be a day long remembered. They were smart to pick November 12th. It's like, I was like, how are they going to beat that? Was the day Attack of the Clones came out on DVD? How are they going to beat that? That's November 12th. They beat it. <laughs> <laughs> comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all 20 action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. And now, Boba Fett, Star Wars villain, with his laser rifle. Boba Fett is not yet available in stores, but you can get him free with four proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packs at participating stores. Offer ends May 31st. Star Wars action figures sold separately from Kenner. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Every single week we say it. You know what we're saying? Apple Podcast Reviews. When you're done listening, if you want to head over there and write a little something, tell us what you think of the show. Tell us we need to tone it down a little bit. We really need to tone it down after tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We need to tone it down for our own safety. I don't know if we have enough. We're going to make it to the end of the month. Maybe that was really good advice. Maybe we do need it. To- <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. We're not. No, no time. No time to stop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, write a little review on Apple Podcast, and we will read your review on an upcoming show. We promise. And check us out on BlastPointsPodcast.com, where you can search for back episodes. And we have a new Darthfield comic who somehow Matt unintentionally is staying current. And it's all about droids. And there's an IG droid in there. And it's great. And after that, check us out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, sign up for the Chill Group, where it's Mando Madness without spoilers right now. (laughs) For all of it, yeah, everyone's doing great, and we're patiently waiting for our UK and uh, other side of the world fans to get a chance to watch this stuff. And we have uh, new Blast Point shirts. If you didn't see on social media, we have got a shouted out Claude shirt, and we got the the show logo in beautiful glittery silver. It's it's actually Beskar steel. <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> so be careful if you're out, you know, if you're in an oven, it might melt. But you can make a, a pauldron out of it and it's totally worth it. But you can uh, find the link to our brand new shirts uh, on blastpointspodcast.com. Just look on the, the, I think it's on like the bottom right hand side. You'll see a little link that says shirts. And you can check in the show notes. There's a link to the new shirts too. And if you want to support the show some more. Please join our Patreon and become a member of the Blast Points Army. And over the next few weeks, we are going to be doing Blast Points Army episode reviews for all the remaining episodes of The Mandalorian. Every single episode is going to get a little show reaction over there on the Patreon for the Blast Points Army. So the Mandalorian madness (laughs) crazy train is not stopping anytime soon. And next week is going to be another brand new episode. It's going to be a super, super fun, hilarious episode. Very hairy episode. Get ready. <laughs> Something to keep you warm for the uh, for the winter months. And then we got Thanksgiving week off. And then, oh my God, it's the final Phantom Menace year. And then we're right into Rise of Skywalker. So, whew. Faster and faster. But yeah, before you know it, we're at Rise of Skywalker and we'll be eagerly awaiting Mandalorian season two. So enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> it's cosmic force. George Lucas giving direction to the rest of the year. Faster, more intense McCluskey. So, well, that about wraps up our Mandalorian madness episode. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Bye. Bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Oh.
Anki. May the force be with all of you.